Welcome everyone to the Courageous Truth Podcast. I am your host, Eric Lundberg. I am a proud pastor, a proud parent, a proud business owner, and a proud American. Here at the Courageous Truth Podcast, we strive to live courageously through the lens of scripture and build courageous lives in a world that is driven by fear. Tune in today for your dose of Courageous Truth. Welcome everyone to the Courageous Truth Podcast. Happy 4th of July. I'm so excited to be able to come to you today. A beautiful day, a celebration of the birth of our nation, the greatest nation ever to exist. A beautiful, beautiful country that was formed by the hand of God himself. Before we get into what I want to talk about today, I want to read just a couple of scriptures for your consideration. I want to read Jeremiah 29, 7. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. We should be praying for our nation and the cities and the places where we live, because if they prosper, we will prosper. Job 12, 23 through 24 says, He makes nations great and destroys them. He enlarges nations and disperses them. He deprives the leaders of the earth of their reason. He makes them wander in a trackless waste. Proverbs 11:14. For lack of guidance a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. Proverbs 14:34. Righteousness exalts a nation. Sin condemns any people. And if you look at that, you will notice that God has plans for nations. God has a heart for the nations of the world. God has a heart to see the nations of the earth turn their hearts towards him. I believe nations are God's heart. And I believe especially God has a heart for America. And we have seen America come under horrible and demonic attack, both from the world and, honestly, from the church. It's been very sad to see. Now, I love our nation and our history. And like I said before, America was created, was born for religious freedom. So we have to ask ourselves, should Christians be patriotic? We celebrate the birth of our nation today, on July 4th, as independence from tyranny and religious control of the British government. That is something that should be celebrated, should be taught, when we should be praising God for. That God gave us land and a nation and a culture built around religious freedom. You know, and I've been irked as of late, as I have heard leaders read articles, listens to sermons and podcasts speaking about things like Christian nationalism, which is not new. There are many well-known Christian leaders and Christian voices that will try to put down any American who is even the slightest bit patriotic, saying that we are Christian nationals, that we have become a cult that puts nation before their God, which is an absolute falsehood and other thoughts accusing believers of making American 
America an idol? And I want to take some time today to speak into this. And I want to answer the question, is patriotism idolatry? When I get back from the break, I want to look at a couple thoughts that I have on this, and I hope that they will help you to form yours. We looked at the scriptures beforehand to know what God thinks about nations and his heart for them, and I believe that patriotism is beautiful and God-honoring. I believe that it is not idolatry. Before I go into the break, I want to take a moment and I want to read just a, an excerpt from the Declaration of Independence, written in Congress on July 4th, 1776. This is what the Declaration of Independence says. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and the nature's God entitle them, a dissent respect to the opinions of man kind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their power from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light or transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposable to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute depotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide their new guards for their future security. Such has been the patent suffering of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former system of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. And I'm going to stop right there. Tell me the hand of God is not in that writing. Now, I am not comparing it to the Bible in any ways, but what I am saying is, the character and the love of God is in the hearts of the men that are writing that document. Dare I say, they were inspired by the love of God 
and they were inspired by the holy, inherent scriptures to write that document to make them a free people. That is a beautiful document. Now stay tuned. I will be right back. This is just a reminder to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate your support here at the Courageous Truth Podcast. Your subscription helps me to know how to create greater content and better serve you, my listener. Thank you for hitting that subscribe button right now. And I'm back. I want to answer this thought of patriotism being idolatry with a few different thoughts. First one, as I've said a few times on this episode before, is America was born by the hand of God. There were people that were under religious tyranny in Britain that wanted to break free and have the freedom to worship God, so they came over here to establish colonies. They risked life and liberty. They were separated from their families. Families were split apart for a time as they journeyed over here in hopes of religious freedom. And then the Revolutionary War began, and we got freedom, complete freedom from Britain and established our own nation so that we could worship God and teach the Bible without interference. That is something to celebrate. That is something to praise God for. And that is something to honor and celebrate in our culture and in our history. And if celebrating what God has done is called patriotism, sign me up. A lot of people will say the American flag is a symbol of oppression or the symbol of lies or the symbol of a nation that was built on racism and slavery. This couldn't be further from the truth. There have been multiple designs of the flag. The first flag was 13 stripes, 13 stars. Now it's 13 stripes and 50 stars that represent each state, each testimony. It's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful tapestry and a symbol of freedom. And it's a symbol of freedom and liberty to the entire world. And when I fly my flag in front of my house, that is not a symbol of idolatry. That is a symbol of the testimony of God and what he did for the nation and how grateful I am to my creator that I was born here that people sacrifice their lives to die to give me a free country. If that's patriotism, then sign me up. One of the biggest issues is that loving America is not culturally acceptable. It's not culturally acceptable to love America. We just saw uh, an Olympian turn their back on the flag. We just saw, we're seeing Olympians Say, if we win the gold, we're going to burn the flag. It is not culturally acceptable to accept America and to love America. Because it's, we're being lied to about its history. But I will accept America and I'll accept what God did and I will accept the history and I will accept the testimony, and I will teach my children that this nation was founded on religious freedom, not on the backs of slaves. That's a whole other thing. The 1619 Project is 
not true to our nation. Not true. It's not true at all. Don't fall for it. But loving America is not culturally acceptable. The next thought I have is, is we have far bigger idols in the church than America. If you go to, like, I'm going to, this is going to sound comical, but if you go to a church service on a Sunday morning during football season, people will come in fl- with flags, jackets, jerseys, and no one bats an eye. No one cares that people skip church to stay home and watch football games. But should you have an American flag pinned on your shirt, that you would say it's idolatry. I don't know what's more hypocritical than that. People love football. They love their team. They do this. No one says anything. But that's culturally acceptable, isn't it? Loving America isn't culturally acceptable. But loving your football team, that is culturally acceptable. Celebrating football players and their achievements and skipping church and all these different things. And I, I actually like football. I think it's kind of fun. To be so accepting of celebrating football teams but yet condemning Christians who love their nation, that is hypocritical in my, in my view. And then the final thought I have is, you know, God asked the Israelites to remember and celebrate history. In the book of Joshua, they were asked when they crossed the Jordan River to set up 12 stones from the river so that they can tell generations past what God had done. When I look at the American flag, that's the same thing. I want to tell my kids, what God did. When I, when, I, when I look at cultural landmarks and historical landmarks, I want to show my kids this is what God did. This is what God did. When I look at the history of our nation, I want to teach my kids this is what God did. The testimony of God is all over the history of America. And there is no way that I am going to stop teaching that. And we have to ask ourselves, metaphorically speaking, what is America? America is ideas. America is culture. America is passion. America is a people that are gathered around together around the same ideas. The love of freedom, the love of opportunity, the love of diversity. We love our free land, don't we? We love to be free to raise our families and to to, to go to work and to worship our God. We love the opportunity that America gives us. Like no other nation on the planet do we have opportunity to succeed, to create wealth. And I understand that there's poverty and there's other issues, but poverty can be overcame. Diversity. We have a diverse population of beautiful people from all over the country that have come and adhered to American values and wanted to raise their families and build a legacy here. We have hope. We always have hope for a future. We have safety. We have family. And we have morals. The secular humanism ideology has sent its attention and set its heart to destroy the fabric of our country, to destroy the fabric of families, to rewrite what morality is, and to rebuild the very soul and spirit against what our founders created. They want to build a new history. They want to build a new set of morals. They want to set a new ideology that is completely against what our founders set in the Constitution. Now, if you are a follower of Jesus and a believer of religious liberty, 
that America and American values are something you should be willing to fight for and willing to die for. God gave us the greatest gift, and that is freedom, that is liberty, and men and women throughout history have died, shed their blood, given up their futures to ensure that we have freedom to live our lives in the best way we know how and to adhere to a set of morals and liberation freed from any kind of tyranny. That's what today is all about for me, remembering what God has done, celebrating the history of our nation, and praising God every day that I had the opportunity to be born here and raise my family here in this land of freedom and opportunity and hope and safety and joy and freedom and diversity. I'm so grateful to God for the United States of America, and I will celebrate every day, and I will thank God every day for our nation. And that is not a cult. That is something that should be celebrated by churches across the nation today, what God has done and continues to do. And we need to keep our heart fixed on praying for America doing spiritual warfare over America, and loving our country. That is not idolatry. That is not Christian nationalism. And I am tired of Christian leaders putting down those who love their country. We need to begin to take a courageous stand for the truth and the history of our nation, that we are founded on religious principles by the hand of God to worship Him freely and never deter from that. And I hope that this inspires your beliefs and inspires your hope in our nation because our nation's worth fighting for. And as a pastor, as a leader, as a parent, and as a business owner, I'm going to continue to fight for freedom and stand up for the true history of our nation and praise God every day and intercede over our nation and our leaders and our communities. So God bless you. Enjoy the 4th of July with your friends and family and those you love the most. And remember to always take a courageous stand for the truth. Because courage is under attack in America and truth is under attack in America. When we stand on God's word and we celebrate the history of our nation, we cannot fall. God bless you. I will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Courageous Truth Podcast. We live in a world that is in desperate need of courage and in desperate need of truth. My hope and prayer is that this podcast will equip and inspire you to live courageously for your families, for your communities, for your God, and for your country. Be courageous in your stance for truth in a world that has completely abandoned it. See you next time right here at the Courageous Truth Podcast. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now. Remember, I am your host, Eric Lundberg. Truth requires courage. <laughs>